You know, I don't wear a thong anymore, though. I used to. Not anymore. Oh, no. It gets all bunched up in there. And, you know, you can. I mean, James, I got I got two pair. I can't even find. <laughs> DJ Jimmy Metro here with another very special guest from 93Q back in the day. He started working in radio at the age of 16 and has since contributed to some of the biggest and most successful morning shows in broadcast radio. Commercials, narrations, and voiceovers are just a few of the many accomplishments in his expansive portfolio, creating some of the most memorable and long-lasting characters, including the infamous and iconic Mr. Leonard. Please welcome the multifaceted man behind the mic, Mr. John Rio. Wow, that was pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> That's good. Well, man, I got to tell you, thank, thank you so much for uh, sharing a little bit of your time with me today. It's, it's, it's such a pleasure. What, what a treat. For, no, for me, I didn't it really think is. anybody actually I didn't think anybody remembered. That's great. Thank you. Well, you're just welcome. So the, the you... new guys, the new guys take over and that's cool. You know, <laughs> I had my time. It was good. Well, we, we, we're here to, to give credit to and and uh, um, remember the 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 guys who, who did it first and the guys who did it the best, oh, which, which are you guys. So you, you've done so much and you've done so much in so many different areas. But I thought we could revisit some of the memories from 93Q back in the 80s. So uh, first question, man, what, what was your path that led you to uh, the Q Morning Zoo? Well, I, I started working at KRBE and I was doing seven to midnight. And a friend of mine who was there, uh, Brad Edwards, went over to, he left KRBE and went over to 93Q with John Lander to do the morning show. Mm-hmm. And Scott Shannon, who started the Z more, well, actually he was on the uh, Q Zoo in Tampa at the time. And he and John Lander were friends. So he said, look, I've got this you know, morning show going. It's kind of an ensemble thing. And, um, and I think he, he came and just talked to John Lander about how, to, how he was doing his show. And it was a success in Tampa. So Lander said, you know, I, I, like, I like that, you know? And so, um, he put together his own little ensemble, had a co-host, had uh, Cleet Dumpster Sports and no. um, Jackie Robbins doing, doing the news. And so uh, my friend uh, Brad said that, you know, we're going we're gonna to bring you over there because we want to do characters and stuff. And, and, you know, we we were friends for a long time and we wrote really well together. And, and I said, were you, were you doing characters at the time over at KRBE? No, I was just doing a straight DJ gig, uh, okay. and, but I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have, uh, wanted to just expand my creativity and he knew what I could do. And um, so he said, you know, I'm going to bring you over there. And I said, well, that's fine. He said, well, can you do that character that because it was kind of the Mr. Leonard thing uh, that I used to do. So I said, no, because I'm working at KRBE. I can't host. Oh, he said, well, nobody's going to know. <laughs> just come over there. And it was kind of, it was kind of me auditioning for John Lander. Right. So I did it a few right. times and pretty soon I was doing it almost every morning. I said, man, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to get fired from KRBE if I keep doing this. You so know, you were working at both places at the same time. I was working at both places at the same time. <laughs> and so, and so, um, how cool is that to find yeah, that nobody's out? Gonna, nobody's going to recognize you doing that voice. And so eventually, um, yeah, eventually they hired me and, and uh, I went over there, but I was freaking out because I thought, oh man, if they find out I'm going there, you know, in the morning to do, you know, 
to do that's great station yeah so so it's like at the beginning you were more worried about getting caught or getting in trouble because you were working at krbe but then sneaking over to 93q to do this this character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and he kept promising oh no we're gonna bring it so finally they did they put me on the, the overnight show and then i'd stay uh you know, a few hours to do the, the morning show and pre-record some things. And we, that's when we were writing different bits and I was doing different characters and just right. crazy, silly stuff, but people liked it. So, yeah. well, I, I think people loved it. People still love it. Yeah. Uh, my, Mike Myers, uh, a few years ago, uh, revealed that his impression of, of Dr. Evil actually came from, um, <clears throat> Lauren Michaels from SNL. So I started, th- I started thinking about, you know, asking you this question uh, in the lead up to this, this interview. Um, did, did any of your characters, did you have like a, a person in your life, like a PE coach or a crazy uncle or someone who, you know, for, for any of the characters that you did, was there someone that well, inspired the, you? Actually, the, the Mr. Leonard character was based off a guy named Lafayette Lockhart that I worked with at Magic 108 FM in St. Louis. Really? And he was one of those guys, he was just like, oh my God, he was a great scam artist. I mean, he would, you know, he's one of those guys, hey man, let me, you know, if I could just, if I could just get 20 from you, man, I'll pay you back, you know, <laughs> this weekend, cause I'm doing this or that this weekend, I'll, I'll, next week I'll pay you, so, okay. So you give him 20 bucks and then, and then, then you don't see him. And then he sees you in the hallway and he tries to avoid you. You're going, wait a minute. I, you know, <laughs> and finally you catch up to him and he goes, Oh man, that $20, you know, you gave me that $20 bill and I put it in my car and all my windows were down. And when I drove away, the wind blew your $20 out my window. And that's all he would say. Oh, and then, man. you know, me, I'm just a young kid and I'm going, oh, okay. So, yeah, sorry about that. And he just walk away. <laughs> I'm going, oh, my God. And he did that. And then one time, oh, this was so funny. I, I was leaving St. Louis and I had, I didn't have a lot. I had some cheap furniture and I had a couple of boxes of, of albums, promotional albums. And, I, and he came over and, and, uh, he said, man, I know you're leaving. I just want to say goodbye. And we were, you know, cause we were, we were friends. I mean, you know, he wasn't right. a bad guy. He just like, <laughs> he was just to, you know, scam you. So, um, he, I said, yeah, I gotta, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to store this stuff. Maybe, he said, oh man, I'll tell you what, $200 for the furniture and the box of albums. And I don't know, a couple other stuff I couldn't, you know, take with me. Right. And I said, okay, said, no, well, I don't have the money now. Uh oh. <laughs> but you give me your address. And, and I'll send it to you. And I'll send it to you. And you know what's so weird? I mean, the, te- the guy wasn't a bad. About a year later, I get a check. Oh, this is the funniest thing. About a year later, I'm in Houston and I get a check in the mail and it's from Lafayette Lockhart. And he actually sent it. It's a check. I'm going, wow. And I look at it. And it's for $10. Oh, man. <laughs> he said, oh, he'll never know. He's a young kid. <laughs> at least I think he felt guilty. So at least he paid me 10 bucks. I never heard any, anything else from him, though. Isn't that do you, funny? Do you, did, you, did you cash the check? I cashed the check, yes. Oh, that's thought, awesome. Okay. All right. Well, at least he's, he's not so, doesn't feel so guilty now. Yeah. Right on. But that was, I mean, that's what I really based Mr. When I, when I created that character, 
that's who I would picture. I'd picture this guy. He was a skinny dude. He was a salesman at the, at the station. So mm-hmm. he always wore a suit. So he was always dapper, right? He always looked good. And um, so that was kind of what I based Mr. Leonard off of, you know, that's- but, and, and just scamming, always calling in sick, always calling in late, use, you know, an excuse, you know, for something, you know, and, and, <laughs> and trying to weasel his way out of stuff. Well, I, I love it, man. That's that's a fantastic story. I I, I love it so much. Um, next, I wanted to talk a little bit about the making of the. Oh, there we go. Wrong hand. The record here, and I, I uh, bitch that you liked the photo shoot, etc. Let me uh, let me get it down because I wanted to show you something with it. This is actually my record from 1984 or 85, whenever I got a hold of it. But I played this sucker so much that now I don't know if you can see this. I don't know if this is going to show up, but I broke it in half. Oh, it's in half. And it's it's I taped it back together as soon as I did it. Can you and still I was, play it? No, I, I can't. I, 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 I think I tried a couple times. The needle hits the the break and and either stops or you pops. Have, you or, have a recording of it? Oh, I've got the re- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. All right, I've got I've got uh, both sides recorded, so absolutely. But um, it's great. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's the original. I, it, this is the original. This is this is the one. This is my. Yeah. It's not like a printout. That's why I, I have the record kind of out like that on the wall. But um, I think I told you a little bit about this. I wanted to tell you this one story about it. And, and I think it's the, the first bit on the record, uh, the Ninfa's Red Hot Jalapenos. Oh, yeah, yeah. One. And to this day, that, that record had such a, I just, I just remember so much from it. And it had such an influence on me that to this day, when my wife and I go to a Mexican restaurant, she'll see me go to grab a jalapeno. And she goes, oh, here we go. And I'll go, mm, it's very tasty. <laughs> the texture is wonderful and the mm, it's hot. So <laughs> real hot. And she, and she goes, okay, okay, calm down, calm down. And I'll do the bit until she stops me. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I, we, I we love. Did, uh, we did Zoo TV and uh, we did a video version of that, of that bit too. Now, I, I think um, Dave Colin has it on his YouTube channel. I think. Oh, I, does he? I think oh. I saw it. Oh, really? And, and I was going to. I, I forgot about it till you said it just now. I think it was a little while back when I first saw it, but I was going to ask you if that had come before or after, like, was that like kind of a promo kind of thing or you hadn't worked out all the bugs or. Yeah. We just thought we'd turn it into because, uh, because most of our, our bits and we were just copying the concept of Saturday night live when they would do parodies and we would do parodies, different things and, you know, local stuff that was going on. Um, there were local celebrities that we did, parodies of and and uh, so pretty much we were just uh, like a saturday night live on the radio right you know? that's 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 a good way to put it because that's a, that, i think that's that's how i thought of it you know it was that funny we never missed an episode of saturday night live and never missed you know an episode of the qz in the morning i was just always Thanks. there it was always on Thanks. yeah it was just a good crew you know we had a good we had a good crew and I look back on it, you know, and, and uh, there were a lot of egos crashing and a lot of crap in the background, but I think back on it and you know what? I just think of the good stuff we did. I don't really think of all that stuff, you know, right? because we were so young. And, and I think 
when you're when you're put in a position where there's that much um, thrown at you at once, and even in a good way, you know, uh, people start clashing, and uh, not everybody is 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 we don't know what's going to happen and and who's getting right. what and what's going on and you know um but but all in all we had just the just the perfect crew and, and jackie was the consummate news person and and cleat was what a character so and, I, and this concept uh worked its way through all these other markets because um even when I was in Tucson in the mid nineties, there was a guy named Mojo Morales and he had a show called Mojo in the morning. And I was kind of uh, consulting him, you know, cause I was doing the character for him. But since I'd had some experience, you know, with in other markets and he was trying to put together a morning show, um, uh, he had just the right blend. He had all the right characters and he had a, a producer that was kind of a character that he called Omelet in the morning, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it was great. And I said, man, you got all the elements. And, and so um, not too long after that, um, I turned him on to the agent I had and then, you know, things, things happened and progressed. And uh, I think a couple of years later, he was, he, he was doing mornings in Detroit and he's still there. Really? To this day. Son, I'll tell you what's great. Even his son is now um, a DJ. Unfortunately, radio is not the way it was. Right. So yeah. I don't know if his son is still uh, what it, what's going on with him now. But but how about that? You know, to have your your son um, following your footsteps, and his son is great. He's a great DJ. That's awesome. So, yeah. But those elements, you know, they they still print no matter no matter what it is because um, if if the audience doesn't like Mr. Leonard, which not everybody like Mr. Leonard, you know, it was kind of a polarizing character. You and that stupid voice, man. Every time he comes on, I turn off the radio. You know, <laughs> I heard that a lot. You know, really? Oh yeah. And Who then, didn't like um, Mr. Leonard? Oh, that there would be. Well, but but the thing was, is that if you didn't like Mr. Leonard, then you love John Lander mm, and his trivia right. and just mm -hmm. his intellectual and his calmness and. And, uh, and he was a great, I worked with some great straight men for the character. Who, who did uh, the voice for uh, Timmy, the newspaper delivery boy on that? Well, oh, that was Dave Colin. Okay. Was that Dave that did yeah, the, that the voice Dave. for him? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. that's another one of my favorites. And I would walk around after I heard that one calling everybody, but breath, <laughs> I would, I would call people and they would, you know, some of them would be like, Oh, okay. But so most people would be like, what, what, where's, where's that? You know, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. What's, what's that from? Yeah. So they, they, they don't have to know. But uh, the photo real quick, just one last thing is the photo shoot. What yes. was that? What was that day like? Gosh, you know what? I couldn't even tell you. I don't couldn't even tell you where we did it. Really? Oh, they just had we, they just had a bunch of props that they brought in. I said, well, pick something to wear. So we all <laughs> just, well, let's do this. And let's, you know, I think they had the concept that we were going to be like a, um, you know, a rock band. Right, right. Picture, I think that's the, the coolest thing about it is, is it's not just a picture of like you guys all just kind of together. It's like you're wearing these these outfits and you're like a band on stage, cleats on the drums. And it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. You're pretty silly. Great. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> um, do you have or a, a, a behind the scenes moment that you can talk about? Something we know a lot of things happen and there's a lot of stuff that you get, you have to take with you that you, 
maybe can't talk about, but something that, that uh, you can share, something you can share that. Uh... Well, I will tell you one time we had an intern. This was one of the funniest things because this was like, um, do you remember WKRP and they did the uh, in Cincinnati turkey drop, the turkey drop, turkey where drop. the guy was dropping turkeys off uh, off the airplane for Thanksgiving. That was one of their promotions, right? WKRP in Cincinnati, the TV show. WKRP in Cincinnati, yes, the TV. Yeah, show. yeah, I remember that TV show. I don't well, remember the turkey we had drop. An intern, there was a young guy. I mean, he was like I think he was like eighteen or nineteen, but he was a he was a pilot, and he got the idea all on his own one day to take his airplane up in the air and drop t-shirts from his airplane. <laughs> you talk about nuts. And we, I mean, the station almost, we, you know, unfortunately no one gave him permission. So the station really wasn't tied to anything, but right. can you imagine, I mean, little kids running into the street to get cues. So he, he actually did it. He actually did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. He, think there was anything else that really um were you at the kiss concert by any chance because bob and tom both said that they were there and said that that was a crazy crazy no, day I, I remember a lot of concerts we went to i remember when cindy lopper came to town a lot of celebrities came through you know um gosh cindy lopper and god now you're asking me to think back so far um Tom said that at the Cindy Lauper concert, she came down and sat on his lap and sang one of the songs. He said, "Oh, that she was like, did. Oh, that's cool. yeah." And yeah, I said, "Did you get yeah. a picture of that?" He goes, "No." He said, "It's right here, though. Yeah. It'll always be right I, here." I think I have more crazy memories from some of the other stations, uh, like being in the in the room with the program director Steve Kingston while Michael Jackson called, and he said, "Michael Jackson's going to call. You want to listen in?" <laughs> so we were all in the room, about four or five of us were, yeah. So he walked into the office and, and sure enough, man, he called him. And it was when, um, when rap music was taking over and his, mm -hmm. his career was kind of waning a little bit and he had rap in the middle of the song. And, and so radio stations were deciding whether they're going to play it or so he was going to call it. Michael Jackson was going to, I mean, how often does that happen? You know? Right, right. Um, <clears throat> so I was in there when he called. It was it was great, and so was Dave Colin, which was funny because I'm pretty sure Dave was in there because he's the one that did the uh, uh, Michael Jackson impression. Right. Yeah, so, I was going to ask about that one. That's another so one of my favorite bits from the record, where him and Ronald Reagan are going playing uh, "Name That Tune." Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 We did. We did some. God, we did a lot of bits because it was one of those things where you had to keep topping yourself. Right. You know? Dave Colin was sending us stuff. And then, uh, and, and John Lander, he just had uh, a great instinct for, for what would be mass appeal. And he would just go with his gut. You know, uh, that's, that's one of the things I can say. The most successful people that I worked with just had an instinct of what was going to work. And when they heard it and they knew it, that was it. It's going on. You know, well, and in those days, you know, we could do long bits. We could do, I mean, I remember doing six minute bits, you know, and people would, would tune in because what, what else was there to listen to? Right. You know, right. they had like a captured audience. So, mm -hmm. well, one thing that keeps coming up and, and, uh, that, that I didn't know is that he had, 
he was very instrumental in creating the programming. He was the mastermind behind the whole <clears throat> the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Where I thought that he was just you know one of the DJs, one of the guys, you know. Until just recently, I I found out that he had a lot to do with what was going on there. He was the ringleader. Who's that? Right? Lander. Yeah, John, oh, John he was Lander, the program director. Yes, and and not, I mean we he um. And Patty, his his wife, was the music director, and she was great at the music, and they collaborated with the music. Um, and he pretty much had free reign of, of what we were doing in the morning. And that's, that was rare. That was rare because usually, um, and I think that's why he was the program director. And I don't think he liked the administration part of it, but mm. he wanted to be the program director because he had control of what was going to be on the air. Right. And same thing with with uh, Scott Shannon in New York. You know, he had control. He could say, yes, we're going to do this. No, we're going to. He could say, you know, we're running too many commercials. This is turning off the audience or we need to rearrange stuff a little bit because we want to get our bits in there. Right. And then and then you go into stations where that's not the case. And you've got somebody who wants. I had a program director tell me one time that. um he wanted to see our scripts. Like before you got on the radio we, and did the bits. Before we put them on the air, he wanted to see our scripts because mm-hmm. we had taken a little dip in the ratings and he was just going to rein everything in. And he was, and, and we all looked at each other and said, we don't have any scripts. <laughs> we're not working with scripts. I mean, no, we, we may write out some stuff that we, because we're doing, I feel like we do a parody commercial or something, we'll write something out like that or something that we know that's going to be a, an actual dialogue sometimes. We'll write, but most of the time it's like, we'll call each other. Okay, here's the bit. You're going to say this and I'll say this and I'll write. I said, you want to see a script? It's like a, I wrote it on a napkin here somewhere. Right, right. Basically, I think all of us knew the beginning, the middle and the end. And right. sometimes we got there real smooth and sometimes it took us, you know, we took, the, we took the long way around, but eventually <laughs> we got there, you know? Um, but I think that was the, that was the fun of it too, is that sometimes when you, when you leave it like that loose, I remember I would have lines in my, I think, Oh, that's funny. I'm not going to tell them that. I'm going to say that because you want that spontaneous. Right. Um, right. Yeah. You want that spontaneous reaction from them. You know, you don't want the, the fake laughter. And uh, a lot of it was just, yeah, a lot of it was just having fun. Having you fun. Do, do you remember how many years you were actually at 93Q? Like, were you there between 1984 and 89? Uh, I was there between 82 and 87. 82 and 87. Okay. Yeah, I believe okay, so. so. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, so you did move on and you went to other places and you've been active since then, right? You've, you've been. Gosh, this character, I, you know, I didn't know. I couldn't kill it. I couldn't kill him, you know? Um, yeah, I worked for, for quite a few, quite a few stations, WMMS in Cleveland. And then when Lander was in Philadelphia, um, I worked with Lander in Philadelphia. I worked there actually before he got to Philadelphia with, um, with Brian Phillips, who's become a major, major, uh, broadcast executive. He, he ran CMT actually for, uh, he went on to, I worked with him actually three times, I think, right? Yeah, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and and uh, and Dallas uh, at the Wolf in Dallas. So, uh, and then after that, he went on to uh, to program CMT. Become, okay. I think it was vice president of programming and and did some great things for CMT for like thirteen years. So, 
Uh, yeah, I worked for some really, really good, and he loved talent. Brian, and that's the other thing too, when you have people that are fans of talent, right? right. Instead of, I've, I've run into people who are, I don't know if they're afraid of talent or it's like, oh my God, you know, they, they, they're like, they're, there's like attention, right? It's not, you can tell the people that are really fans, you know, of the character or the concept. Um, and and uh, they want you to do good. They come in laughing. Oh my God, that was hilarious, you know? And sometimes they'll come in, a lot of times they come in with ideas, mm-hmm. you know? I had so many, I had, we had people calling up because the, the character, Mr. Leonard, uh, was so predictable. It was almost like you would you would continue to listen to see if you were right because you know he's going to mess it up. You just want to see if you're going <laughs> if you're right that he's going to mess it up how you think he's going to mess things up. Right. Right. <laughs> so uh, so people would call up you know Mr. Le- you should have Mr. Leonard do this or Mr. Leonard do that and some you know a lot of them were like well that's kind of I don't know or we've already done that or sometimes like yeah that's yeah. So once in a while, you take an idea from somebody who called in. Yeah. That's great. Sure. Well, uh, believe it or not, man, this this time just flew by. And uh, I've taken up enough of your time. And uh, we're going to wrap it up soon. But um, where, what are you up to nowadays? And where on the web can fans go to to find you? Oh, gosh. I'm not... You have you a know, I, have, I have a YouTube channel and I don't even, I haven't even touched it in probably a year and a half or two. Um, I posted a couple of things on there. I'm just not a, I'm not a social media type guy. You know, I have a, I have a Facebook page and um, I mean, if, if people want to reach me, they can message me on, on uh, John Rio Facebook page, but um, you know, Do you have an Instagram. Me, what's that? Do you have an Instagram? No. Okay. Don't have Instagram. Uh, I don't twerk on TikTok or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got, you know, I was thinking of maybe putting on my, you know, my, my speedo or my thong and getting on there, and, you know, <laughs> see how many hits well, I could get. But you know, I don't wear a thong anymore, though. I used to. Not anymore. Oh no, it gets all bunched up in there, <laughs> and you know, you can. I mean, James, I got, I got two pair. I can't even find. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to have me rolling, man. I, I had a feeling you were going to be this cool. Oh, I got hemorrhoids now. James, I got a hemorrhoid so big. It feels like it. it's bouncing off the back of my leg when I walk. It's not easy getting old. It's really not. I'm, I'm catching up to you. I'm catching up to you. I've, I've just recently had to get these. <clears throat> Your glasses? Yes, oh, yeah. and I need these oh, to yeah. see fine print on my phone anymore. But uh, I wear contacts and I have reading glasses. Swear to God, yep, yeah, I wear both. contacts and then I have yeah. All right, well, <clears throat> and I got this extra vertebrae. I don't know if you know about. I had an extra vertebrae. Do you have a tail? <laughs> don't tell I me do you have, have a tail. tail. I have a tail, and the <laughs> thing is, my hips are kind of. I got dysplasia on my hips. <clears throat> And so my hips are like one's a little forward than the other one, right? And a little higher. And then with my tail, the <laughs> muscles kind of get all tight around, around my hip. And then, uh, I can see how that gets in the is, way of the thong for sure. Well, I, uh, yeah. And what, <laughs> what, um, they'll start to tense up my muscles around my, my hips and my, my lower back will start to tense up. Uh, and then, <laughs> then I'll just start humping the air like a chihuahua. And they won't let me in the mall anymore. 
It won't let you in the mall anymore. Well, it was around the, the that that merry-go-round they have, you know. <laughs> it's like I was humping. I just it was not. Well, we'll 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 be uh we'll be waiting for the pictures of that. We'll we'll okay. be uh we'll be we'll be standing by. And if you All want right. to post pictures, and you can you can make a, a video and and put that on your, your YouTube channel for, for medical reasons, for medical purposes. For, yes, to document it. Yeah, so other people who have that don't feel alone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not the only one that just humps the air like, am I? No, you can't be. No. You can't be. It happens all the time. <laughs> so uh, in closing, man, let me say, <clears throat> the old adage goes that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Okay. So instead of telling you that I'm one of your biggest fans, I'll tell you this. In attempting to emulate your comedy, it always at the very least puts a smile on my face but in the best circumstances puts a smile on the face of of someone else so on behalf of all of us who admire and whom have been inspired by your work thank you and because of you Every time I bite into a jalapeno, the texture will always be wonderful. Every it's single wonderful. time. Mm, it's so good. It's tasty. Every time. Every time. Thank you so much. You, oh, you're, you're welcome. You're such a, such a treat. Such, it was such a treat to have you well, and, and spend a little time with you. This. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad somebody remembered. I mean, it's, you know, it's okay that they don't, but you know, it's one of those things that's, you know, I'm good with, and, and let me say something in closing too, you know, yes, sir. The, the Mr. Leonard character was, was really popular and, and I did the voice for it, but there were so many people that contributed ideas and lines and, and so much to it, you know, uh, everybody on that show, Jackie Cleet, who's not with us anymore. Right. Um, you know, uh, all, all the other all the other players that I've met, Tom, you know, everybody who who was on that show contributed to uh, to the character in, in some way. And and um, just all the people on the morning shows I worked with, you know, all the, the, and I actually had some writers, you know, um, in New York when, you know, quote, big time, you know, they actually I actually had a few people that were assigned to help me write stuff. So that was that was pretty cool. But um, all those people contributed to it. It just wasn't, you know, I mean, I, I think I did a pretty good job at it, but there are a lot of people in the background that, that helped out for sure. So I just want to give thanks to those folks. Well, we, we, we thank you and we thank all of those people who helped you with it because it's, it's, uh, it's alive and well, man. It's, it's, it's online and it's here and there. And, and um, it, it was such a treat to spend a little bit of time with you here today. I hope you'll come back. That was fun. Uh, was fun. Folks. Thanks for watching and or listening. Uh, DJ Jimmy Metro here signing off with Mr. John Rio saying, carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when we are done. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, I knew it, man. I knew it. I knew you were going to be awesome. <laughs>